Edition number two, Next Generation Leadership. Bruce Wirt, Micah Rosales-Peterson. It's so funny, Micah, because when I open up, this is the second time we've done this, and I want to say the voice of choice, Bruce Wirt, because that was my <laughs> wrestling radio uh, handle for so many years, and I still have my wrestling podcast. Uh, so it's hard for me to just say my name when I'm doing this crazy stuff, right? Yeah, because of your of your other podcasts, right? People who don't know, um, you are also on what is that? What is it called? Voice of Choice. Uh, VOC Nation. VOC Nation. Yeah, yeah. Started that uh, many moons ago. Uh, I, I was doing Philadelphia radio, and uh, I decided uh, I want to do this thing on my own, and uh, started. Uh, the podcasting journey. And that was before anybody else really did podcasts. I mean, there were podcasts around, but they weren't like they are today. And we were yeah. doing 100,000 plus downloads uh, oh my every episode. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. There's so many things in my life where I, um, I was wrong place at the wrong time. Well, in life, I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And <laughs> if, if I had continued down that path, I'd probably uh have a lot more money and no mortgage and all that stuff but whatever it's I'm okay here. everything happens for a reason you know it, it was meant to be the way that it is and so don't uh, question it <laughs> no and, and i'm exactly where i need to be because yeah. uh, this role at telesystem helps me help many people not just the people that actually work in my organization meaning my yep. department but i think that this role and being part of the whole channel community allows me to uh, use my LinkedIn presence and uh, and just help as many people as I can grow and develop into uh, the most that they can, whatever their p- potential allows. I know you're, you're you have a gift with that because you've done that with me, and I you know there's so many other women that you've done that with and you've helped, and that is really I think part of your purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely part of my purpose. And women, men, everything uh, in between. Uh, you say purpose and our our conversation today, and we have a great guest, uh, Nancy Ridge from Ridge Innovative. We're talking so about the four about P's. And I wrote an article a couple of years ago. It's probably laying around somewhere. Uh, it's in one of the, I think Channel Vision Magazine published it. But the four P's. And to me, foundational, if you think about a pyramid and you think about the bottom layer it's a purpose. And, and I think the success journey for anybody, if you, if you kind of find yourself, if you're out there and you've had five jobs in the last five years or more than that, uh, maybe a little bit less, and you're saying, this isn't really what I want for my life, but it's kind of where I am. Um, I think you have to look back and understand your purpose. And maybe yeah. it's not, there's a lot of talented people, Micah, that just yeah. haven't, they Discover. haven't found their thing, right? And it takes time. It really does. It takes time. And I'm sorry if you hear my dog here, you know, the working from home situation. <laughs> you hear the the dogs and the kids and everyone crying. But yeah, you know, um, purpose and, and passion and, and all these three, the four P's that we have here are so essential to leadership and, and to life. And um I'm so excited for what Nancy Ridge is going to say. She's such a pioneer and a leader. It's going to be great. And she's somebody that she knows her purpose and she's very passionate. And, um, and I think, and if you're watching the video, you get to see Micah try to react to all the things in her environment. I think that's part of what we try to give you here. We're available. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry, because that is the authenticity that we provide. The Next authenticity. Time. You see the dog, I'm over here, like, snapping my fingers, telling it to be quiet. Yes. <laughs> Next Generation Leadership available on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you like to get your podcast. Subscribe, download the audio, rate and review us on iTunes because that's how we help to Please. grow. Uh, but also, this is presented with limited commercial interruption exclusively by our friends at, at Telesystem. Which, we love uh, Telesystem. We love Telesystem. <laughs> and uh, no no hiding it. I'm a Telesystem executive. Mike is a Telesystem employee. But this is not a Telesystem commercial. So no. if you stumbled on this and you think we're just going to talk about Telesystem for an hour. We're not. We're not. It's going to be a lot of substance, a lot of good stuff. Um, you're going to love it. It's going to be good. Let's tune in. Keep tuning in. Great guest list coming up, too. We'll talk about that after 
uh, we get through with Nancy, we'll talk about what's coming up next. But again, think about the pyramid as we're talking to Nancy. You got purpose. You got to find that first. Once you have your purpose, you got to have passion for what you do. Sometimes they don't line up perfectly. Like my passion is doing this. I love speaking. Yeah. I, I wanted to do uh, sports radio. Uh, I was blessed to have, have the opportunity to do that. Uh, and I got into telecom by accident because of that sports radio journey. And, and we talked about that some on the first show that we did together. But purpose, having passion, and then perseverance. You got to keep going. When, when you think that you hit a wall, you got to run through it. And uh, you cannot be afraid of failure. Uh, yeah. John Maxwell who I love says fail forward, learn from your mistakes and go forward. And then last but not least is uh, Micah positivity. And you are the example, the living body of a positive person. (laughs) No, I mean, positivity is everything of who I am. It's one of my core values to always, you know, just exude goodness, you know, and just be a good person to everyone and anyone that you meet. And I, I, I feel like that is part of my authentic DNA. So positivity for me is a big one. Part, part of building a good culture for all of you leaders and aspiring leaders out there is, um, I mean, I feel like when I hire people, I want to hire for what you'll do to, for me tomorrow, not necessarily what you did yesterday. So you could have a great resume. You could have, be, have done a lot of things. But if I get the sense, even if my leaders interview you and they like you, when you get to me, if I don't get the sense that you're a positive person and you're going to positively impact my organization tomorrow, then I don't want you. I want positive right. people. And you have to. You can't be positive unless you find your purpose and you have passion, right? Yes, they so, all go together. And uh, you're positive, you know your purpose, and you're yes. passionate. And I'm passionate. It's, and you, you know, persevere. And I persevere. <laughs> it's perfect combination. <laughs> All right, so subscribe on on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on YouTube. Uh, go to the Telesystem YouTube channel. When I yes. say Telesystem, there's no S. There's no the no S. No S. No S. There's an S in system, but no S at, at the end of Telesystem. Find us. You get all the great Telesystem commercials there as well. You'll know all too much about Telesystem uh, by the time that you're done watching this show and following us for as long as you have. So coming up next is a world-renowned leader and a very fierce advocate for uh, empowerment across. Good. Powerhouse. Yes. Powerhouse. Um, everyone in our space, if, if, if you don't know her, I don't know where you've been, but she's a powerhouse, award-winning tech queen, executive. I I can go on and on and on. I love Nancy to death. She's amazing. I can't wait to speak to her. I say that, um, and I'm the executive of the front office here at Telesystem. I think that our buyers comes in all shapes, sizes, genders, uh, you know, they're everybody. And in order to have an effective front office, you have to hire those people. And Nancy has advocated for that for as long as I've known her and as long as she's been in the industry. We'll take you down her journey next, coming up on Next Generation Leadership. See you there. In a world where businesses are striving to adapt, connect, and evolve, we're here to bring you more. More freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected, productive, and engaged. More flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple, more agile network. And more security for an evolving cyber landscape with around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support. It's time to explore more. Back here on Next Generation Leadership, Bruce Wirt, Micah Rosales-Peterson. And Micah, we have an awesome guest with us today. We have a fantastic guest, a friend. She is a tech queen. She's an award-winning executive, founder of Rich Innovative. She's a former VP of sales for a wholesale carrier. She's just everything. I love her to death. And I'm so excited that she's here to have this very important and powerful conversation that's going to make people just feel better. And um, welcome, Nancy. Thank you. I hope so. Thank you for that. And Bruce, it's awesome to be with you again, too. Two of my favorite people. 
I can't believe we've known each other for almost 10 years now. And, yeah. you know, I met you, I was an executive at another company. And by the way, this, this podcast is brought to you with limited commercial interruption uh, presented by Telesystem. But I was an executive for another company and um, you and I connected because I was doing a lot of work to develop women. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I've been a fierce advocate, I think, of um, yes. fighting for equal pay and fighting right. for um, opportunity. And that's how you and I met. So why don't you tell us about your background and then tell us about this awesome organization that you started that's now called the Alliance of Channel Women. You helped to start and, uh, and the growth and, and development of that company over the years. Absolutely. And again, you know, I'm, I'm so stoked to be here with the two of you. And, you know, just on a little personal note, Bruce, I was really impressed when we first got to know each other, because you did have a roster of really amazingly bright young women uh, that were working for you. And so it was clear that you weren't just Uh, giving it lip service. You actually were giving uh, bright young women an opportunity to make their name in the industry and to grow. And you were creating that environment. And I remember you coming to my office and, you know, shutting the door and saying, hey, I need some guidance. We're about to go to Vegas. (laughs) I'm taking all these gorgeous young women to Vegas. You know, what, what are your thoughts? And so, you know, so we had a really good conversation, but that stood out to me because it really demonstrated how much you cared about your staff and how important it was for you to do the right thing. And if there were just more guys like you, uh, we would just be so much further along in this gender equality situation. So thank you. So many people go the other way. It's uh, I have all of these gorgeous young ladies, uh, your words, not mine. (laughs) <laughs> that I'm taking to Vegas. How can I, you know, how can I flaunt that? And I, I've always been careful that I'm more about the brains and the whole package than, um, than that. And I think that does such a disservice to talented women. And unfortunately, right. there was a lot of that. Doesn't happen as much today, but that's uh, that was a big part of the industry going back uh, to when the channel first came into. You bet. Absolutely. And, you know, just to touch back on the background question, you know, I started working um, at Honeywell uh, when I was just fresh out of school. And I was a youngster at that point. I think I started there when I was 17 or 18 years old because I graduated early. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was this uh, really young thing working in the mainframe computer division. <laughs> so we were What's selling to the big three automotive companies in Detroit, Michigan. And so it was, you know, panel boardrooms and luxury cars. And it was a boys club, you know, brand Very new class. Very intimidating, the huh? <laughs> yes. And this was in the late 70s. So things were a lot different back then. Sure. And um You know, I went on in subsequent years, you know, oftentimes being the only woman in the room and, and I learned, you know, how I learned some survival skills, (laughs) but, you know, I also learned how to uh, have my voice be heard on a more serious level. And, you know, that took a lot of, it took a lot of work and it took support. You know, there were men along the way who mentored and supported me and certainly women too, because, you know, there was always those one or two token female leaders that I got to latch onto as role models. And, you know, I give them a lot of credit because, you know, they really shaped who I have become as a professional over Mm -hmm. the years. And that's awesome. I think, you know, in our space, we need more women like that because there's not a lot of us, right? So when we have pioneers like you, you know, mentor the younger generation to, you know, with the things that you've learned, it helps, you know, you're putting that forward and then we get to put that forward. So it's like a trickle down effect. So I want to thank you for that, Nancy, keep being that beacon of light. It's totally my pleasure. I mean, nothing gives me more pleasure than, you know, to see anyone really, but especially young women find their potential, find their voice, and really be able to make that contribution, you know, that that's their heart's desire, you know, we're talking, we're going to talk about the four P's today. So, you know, starting with purpose, you know, I believe everyone has the right and 
uh, certainly, you know, rights are one thing, but it is a privilege to pursue that purpose. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And so providing that environment for people to find it, I think is, is a key element that especially leaders need to be constantly aware of. And we talked about this in the first segment before we brought you on, Nancy, but purpose and passion, I think, are uh, a lot of times t- together, they can be a very powerful package, but they can also be mutually exclusive, too. I mean, I think it's very important if you want to find success, you have to find your purpose. You have to find your purpose in life, and, uh, and that guides everything else. It's the foundational layer of the pyramid passion and what you have passion for might be a little bit different than purpose. So I have passion for, for uh, doing uh, speaking events. And, and I really wanted to go into sports radio. That's how I got into this crazy business. I got a job with Comcast because I thought I could get into the broadcasting division if I made a few sales. And, and here I am. Another person who didn't set out to be in telecom and IT that wound up here? Wait. Yeah. Oh my accident. <laughs> but, but that passion uh, leads into my purpose, which is really leadership and development. I, I don't care about, I, I love being successful, but it's more rewarding for me to see somebody like Micah that, that I saw um, came to me, didn't have uh, a whole lot of telecom experience, but said, here's where I want to go. And, and my purpose is to get you there and, and make you into the best that I can get the most out of that talent. And I think that's where purpose and passion have, uh, have a, a mix and that leads to success. But yeah. sometimes uh, it's not always that way. And I think a lot of people get mm-hmm. lost along the way because they, mm-hmm. they see what somebody else is doing yep. and that's what they want to do. So let's start there, Nancy. You, you um, were part of the founding of uh, what used to be Women in the Channel, now the mm-hmm. Alliance of Channel Women. Mm-hmm. What, what was the genesis of starting that group and how does that tie into um, people's development and getting the most out of, uh, of women in this industry? Well, really, uh, where the genesis began was, um, of course, as usual, things start from a place of discontent, right? And, you know, oftentimes there there's, has to be a problem or a conflict of some sort, you know, for things to be created. You know, it's a very common scenario. And my, I, I had a couple of places where I was discontented at the time. Um, one of them was the fact that I was uh, given the advantage and given the opportunity, shall we say, to participate on a number of advisory boards, which I've gotten to participate with Telesystem too, thank you very much, um, over the years. And as I was in those meetings, you know, I would be the only woman at the table. There might be one or two others, but generally they weren't in the leadership or sales generating roles. And most of the time it was just me. And um, that was troubling, you know, to see, number one. And then the second thing was in the, the job that I had at the time, you know, I was feeling discontented because I, frankly, I wasn't getting what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted more money. I wanted more revenue to grow the business. Um, you know, and I just wasn't receiving that. I didn't feel like I was getting the support for the vision that I had for the company. And in the past, when I had uh, experienced those feelings, oftentimes I had looked to go elsewhere. And this time I wanted to do it different. You know, I I think um, being aware of our personal patterns is something that's really important. And my mentor helped me with that, you know, to see, don't keep repeating the same patterns. That's so good. Right. And so I, I, you know, I was, I wanted to be persistent. I wanted to stick it out. So it was like, okay, so there's got to be something else. Right. So right alongside, you know, those feelings and also being the only woman at the table, you know, I sat down with another uh, female leader named Jan Sorrow and Jan was one of the original founders of Fusion. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, Jan and I were having dinner and it was the night before Channel Partners was going to start. And um, we were having all these conversations and I was asking her, you know, I said, why do you think we're not seeing more women uh, in leadership roles? And by the way, have you noticed that there aren't that many younger women that are coming into the channel? Like we're all kind of 
getting up there in age, right? And, <laughs> and, you know, so we were having this whole discussion. And I was like, you know, we really, I want to do something about that. And so she, you know, she was an EVP at her company. She said, I'll tell you what, she goes, when we go to Vegas, I'll get a suite and let's bring some of the women together. And we can, you know, we can really start talking about this issue and how we can change it. And I said, that's a great idea. So we walked over to the hotel uh, to meet up with our, our women friends. There were a couple of ladies there we were meeting up with. Karen Fields was one of them. One of my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> And so we walked over there and um, sat down and I said, and by the way, we were the only women or the bar was full, you know, it was pre-show night. It was a packed venue and it was just us in the corner. (laughs) And so I just took, we took the conversation right there. I said, let's, let's have it. And everyone was enthusiastic. And at that moment, Karen and I, who were technically competitors, started talking about how we could collaborate instead that's awesome. And I was, I was like, who do you have in your portfolio? Here's who I have. And it's, so there was trust. Mm-hmm. So that's a big word right now too, that I think comes up. Right. So we trusted each other enough to so have did, that conversation. Did you ever think back then that the Alliance of Channel Women would be as big as it is right now? Just the Oh yeah. Network. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell is- yeah. <laughs> because my vision was always big. Yeah. And, you know, what, what happened though, what was interesting is we came back and we all agreed we were going to do the suite in Vegas. Right. Then when, when we came back, I went to my coach, which I'm always advocating to people, get a coach, get a mentor, you know, find those role models. And she's a woman. And uh, I was telling her about this and she said, um, honey, you don't need a suite. You need a ballroom. (laughs) (laughs) so I got a ballroom and we filled it oh that's awesome you know it's it's funny because I'm going to tie this into uh to my uh my pro wrestling ties so um and and, you know I think a lot of people I've made so many relationships in this industry because of my my couple years in radio and and spending a lot of time in wrestling and people love the stories but it's almost how Vince McMahon, who is uh, uh, the head of the WWE, um, he started out this concept of WrestleMania. And uh, WrestleMania 3 was when they really took that company from a small regional company based in New York National. And they did it by putting Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant in the Pontiac Silverdome. And, (laughs) you know, WrestleMania was smaller venues, Madison Square Garden, 20,000 people. And Vince said... I'm going to do this and I'm going to fill up the Pontiac Silverdome. And um, it's that big, hairy, audacious goal, you know, your, your yeah. hag. Uh, and, and he did it. And I think that's very similar, right? In my, in my small wrestling uh, brain, <laughs> it's very similar to what you did because uh, instead of just getting a, a small room to network right. in, um, you went, you did it big and, <laughs> and you chased it until you got it. Yes. Yep. And I went right to the uh, head, the editor, you know, at uh, Informa was phone plus at the time and asked for the top sponsorship. And I went to all the leaders that I knew in the channel and asked them for money. And, you know, of course, it was all men. And, um, and they were asking me questions like, you know, return on investment and, you know, what's the goal? And I said, I can't promise you that. It's not, I can't give you a tangible number right now, but I can tell you it's going to transform. It's going to transform your business because you're going to suddenly tap into a power that you're not utilizing to the best of its capabilities right now. But it's also, it's also, it's, and I'm sorry, Micah, just real quick. And uh, it's, it's working towards the power of good. And, and I feel, you know, I'm blessed to be at Telesystem, um, been, been at Telesystem for five years uh, in the senior leading executive role for uh, the last two. And I've had other positions in other companies over the years where uh, this wasn't as easy of a sell. And, mm-hmm. you know, we committed to Diamond. I think that's the highest level yeah, sponsorship with ACW this year. And 
it was very easy for me. It wasn't about ROI. It wasn't about what can we get? What exposure are we getting? It is, it was more about, and Mike was part of these discussions. So, um, you know, she's a witness in the room. It was how many of our women can we get into the program because we're doing this because I feel so strongly that they will develop from it. It's not just about can they network, can they make sales from it? It's development and getting them to the next part of their career. And I, I fundamentally, as a leader, I think you have to understand that that person's next step might not be with you. So I want to grow you to the point where I can either take you to the next step with me or your next steps beyond me. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think not every organization thinks like that or allows leaders to think like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I think that is one of the blessings of working for Telesystem is that strong culture of growth and wanting to better everybody. Yeah. Well, you're really onto something uh, that is key. And what I love, Bruce, is that this is inherent in you. This is something that, that you have brought to the table. But I can tell you there are studies out that are fresh right now that support what you're talking about. Um, in particular, I'll reference one that just was released by Forbes in conjunction with Salesforce. Mm-hmm. And the data is literally from the past summer where they uh, went out to uh, a a sampling of enterprise executives. And it was a pretty substantial sampling. And what they discovered was that uh, employee experience is the pathway to better customer experience, which is the pathway to revenue. And it starts with, uh, with a better employee experience. Yeah, and exactly. as we now look around and the millennials are, you know, at the, at the leadership table, right? They're no longer the young up and comers. Those are the right. Gen Xers now, right? <laughs> um, you know, we, we have learned from those millennials. First of all, I've always been a stand for them because I have, I have them in my home. I have one in my home and she's amazing. And all of her friends are too, and they're super hardworking people. Um, But they are smart about how they work and they don't abide by the same rules that some of the older generation did, the previous generations, where they're just looking to get the result. Are you gonna force them to be nine to five? Are you gonna force them to conform? You know, in fact, a lot of them are responding really well to this remote working situation because they wanted that they wanted that mobility to begin with so you know employee experience now you're you're looking to improve that and you and you primarily your 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 up-and-coming leaders are of that generation so you have to find ways to um to have them feel like they're a part of and that's when they're going to give you their heart which means your customer is going to have the experience and you get the revenue and by building up people looking at how can you contribute to them that's that's the key. Herb Kelleher, <laughs> Southwest Airlines. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, Bert. you're right. So we, I mean, we we talked a little bit about passion and um and purpose. Mm-hmm. I want to go into perseverance a little bit. So you know, I feel like our generation, I'm a millennial, of course, <laughs> you know, um, we've gotten the short end of stick for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I'm a first generation American, so I had to fight for everything. You know, my dad recently just passed. Um, and one thing that he taught me was when you fall, get up, right? Be- besides all the obstacles. So what do you think perseverance means to you? And, you know, how can, is that something that is learned or is that something that you gain in life? That's a very heavy question. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think it's a choice. To me, it's a choice. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, my parents taught me never give up. Uh, Sounds silly, but they also forced me to never give up. I mean, we grew up very poor. Um, We, we didn't, um, we didn't have, most of my clothes were hand-me-downs. You know, it, it was a tough experience. Grew up in Philly. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of my a lot of my friends, uh, you know, didn't make it um, either uh, in life, uh, literally or figuratively. Mm-hmm. And I think um, 
that foundational element, like you said, from your dad, I give a lot of credit because um, I mean, my, my parents wouldn't accept a C and yeah. it was, uh, what do we have to do to turn that into a B to turn that into an A? Right. And I think I'm only, I've only reached the position um, that, that I'm blessed to have because of that, um, that never give up attitude. And my wife makes fun of me because I'll, I'll look at something, um, you know, I'm terrible at putting together furniture and, and we have two small children. So uh, <laughs> I've had some cribs and some changing tables and I'll put it together. It'll be upside down or backwards. And, um, you know, she's like, just call somebody and get them to do it. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to give up on this thing. And, you know, I, I get there, but it's just, I think it's, it's part of your upbringing, but I, I also think you can you can do it yourself. Like anybody listening, uh, they don't have to accept what's already uh, conditioned in them. They can decide today. You can make a decision today that you are not going to give up until you reach your goal. And I think you have to find your purpose. I mean, you might be on the wrong course. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're in telecom and telecom's not where you're destined to be, but find your purpose and then don't give up. That's a personal choice. You can make it. Uh, you agree with that, Nancy? Absolutely. You know, um, first of all, Micah, you are an incredibly beautiful embodiment of your dad's principles. Oh, thank you so much. I, I try to live that because I know, you know, my family struggled. You know, they were immigrants. They came here with nothing. And I had to pay for school. I had to do everything on my own. Um, nothing was given to me. So perseverance for me is one of my core values is who I am. You know, mm-hmm. I don't let anything or any, my situation or circumstances define who I am. I make my way. So um, that's why I always, I always struggle with, is that something that is taught to you as a kid, or is that something that you learn over time? And, you know, I wanted to hear from you, Nancy, and what you well, thought about that. Well, I, you know, Bruce, you know, your, your question, yes, I, I believe it. And as I said, I, I believe it's a choice. Um, that being said, I also feel like it, it is helpful to have those role models, Micah, because, you know, you were fortunate to have those role models, as were you, Bruce, you know, to have parents who encouraged you along those lines, and they demonstrated it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that there are others who don't have those advantages and they have to look even further, you know, outside of their family unit to, to find those examples. And for me, that's an opportunity um, to be that example to anyone and everyone, you know, as, regardless of whether it's my kid or somebody else's kid, <laughs> you know, it, we, we do have that choice. And, you know, even talking about you know, there's little words, like I always get hung up on, on little words, because I think languaging is really important. And, you know, when you said I, I had to, it's like, you got to, you made a choice, you mm-hmm. didn't have so to, good. no one forcing you to do those things that you did. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you made those choices. And it's a difference between I have to, and I get to. Someone receive that, please. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> A very good point. And, and sometimes choices come with consequences and, and sometimes you have to dig yourself out of the consequences and you have to inject reality. You made a choice, uh, something bad happened. And, and I think self-reflection is we're such a busy world, you know, um, there's things coming at us, uh, phone, there's monitors all over the place. There's uh, my watch is telling me I have to be somewhere. And, um, there's so much coming at us, but I think it's very important. I say to my wife, um, at the end of every night, I sit there in bed and I reflect on the day and I, she, she makes fun of me because even if we're arguing or whatever, um, I, at 10, around 10 30 at night, she says, I get, um, I get very, uh, uh, emotional, the, the, a bad word, but I, I get very thankful and mm-hmm. no matter what's happening, I always, um, try to end with that thankful uh, retrospect. And I, I do it because I, I process everything that happened during the day. And I think about what I could have done better. And there are things that uh, 
I live with consequences, but you have to look at how you can change tomorrow because I tell my employees and I've told them forever and a day, you can't change the past and whatever happened, happened, but we can change the future and I'll help you change the future. Uh, and, and, and that kind of leads me into positivity, but I don't want to get there yet. Um, but I think that with everything coming at you, you have to stop and pause and think and process and learn from it. Uh, John Maxwell principle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I, oh, that's a great point. Those are good practices. And, you know, I, it's interesting because maybe we need to write a new book. You know, there was the Stephen Covey, seven habits of highly effective people, but that's one of my habits too, where I do a little inventory. I do it with a notebook. You know, I do a little bullet points at the, before I go to sleep. Sure. And I'm, I always make sure that I hit some of the positive things going mm. your positivity as well as the things as the things that maybe left me with a little bit of a, you know, a question mark or an icky feeling, <laughs> you know, there's also the good stuff because um, oftentimes folks who are high achievers, we tend to be hard on ourselves, you know, really hard on ourselves and we miss the good stuff. But, you know, if I don't, if I don't look at those things, how am I going to repeat them? Mm -hmm. You know, it's important to remember, you know, what I've done well, so I can do that again. That's so good. So speaking of positivity, since we're already here, <laughs> you know, I, I feel, I mean, I, you and I spoke about this before, you know, people love positive people. They're drawn to those people. And um, so what do you say about leadership? Do you think that that is a, prime necessity in a leader to be positive? Well, Not a lot of leaders are positive. So <laughs> does that bring to their success? Well, I don't know how, you know, you can necessarily lead effectively uh, for any length of time without some form of positivity. Um, and as I'm saying that, I know that there are, there are people out there that that have taken another direction, but I don't know. For me, I think it's a, a huge element to leadership because it kind of goes back to that, to that vision and purpose, you know? So this is very much a, a circular, you know, type of, of situation. It's not linear, you know, like they all go together. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm fulfilling my purpose, then I'm positive. It's just, it's like an outcome. It all goes together. Yeah, it's, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. It's kind of an outcome. Yeah. And when we talk about passion, you know, which we, we touched on passion, but really, you know, when I think about passion, I mean, passion is really just intense enthusiasm, right? And, and it brings about commitment and ultimately, I think, team success. And I don't think that's something you can conjure. Yeah. So unless you have that positivity, I don't know how the passion is going to be authentic. It all works together. Uh, you know, it's and, and that's why when I draw it, it's a pyramid because every everything builds on the next. And, you know, positivity can't be achieved unless you have some form of purpose and passion. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, perseverance is is kind of the next step up but I just don't think I think you can fake positivity if you haven't found your purpose or maybe there's a short burst of positivity but if you think about somebody um, I think about people that go from place to place to place to place and um, you mm -hmm. know they they never really hang on for more than a year or two and and some of them I look at and I say you're ultra talented what's happening <laughs> and uh, it's really if you reflect and it's not it's not always my job to change it for them. They have to change themselves. And, and when you interview, you're not interviewing to give somebody life coaching, but you look at some people that you know could be, are very talented and they could do a lot, but they're probably in the wrong space. And sometimes I think leaders will hire somebody that is, uh, maybe they know it's a short-term success, but it's, it's almost like a selfish thing because they know there'll be a short burst of success and then they'll move on. Um, talk about that. Have you ever been, uh, have you ever been with somebody, either managed them or around them where 
um, you know that they have uh, they're they're positive, but there's an end in sight. You know, it's not they're not quite where they need to be, and uh, and that won't last forever. And I'm probably not articulating it the way that I want to. Mm. Mm. It's almost like short short bursts of success followed by okay not not really thinking feeling this and and i'm ready to move on and and usually that that comes with negativity and and that can really affect an organization well i think you know all of us like as as a manager and somebody who's hired a lot of people and worked with a lot of different people over the years you know we've all had situations where you know we made errors right where it looked positive <laughs> to begin with and um and then for whatever reason you know it wasn't and um you know did was there an example where they burned brightly and then you know the flame you know kind of went out or you know maybe was redirected i've had some of those um but I, I think what I resonate with a little bit on what you said there more readily is the idea of kind of the, the hollow positivity. And I've totally seen that where, because um, I also have sat in the chair where I have lots of suppliers and service providers, you know, coming through the door. The best product ever. I just got here a week ago. <laughs> I was somewhere else the week before that. And I told you that was the best product ever. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and with that, I mean, I do look at that and I go, well, you know, it's a very, they're very convincing in terms of their enthusiasm at the moment, but it's, you know, it's rings hollow for whatever reason. Sure. And yeah, yeah so I've definitely had those experiences. And, and then when you wait and see, because I'm a big fan of wait and see. Right. Just yeah. um, you know, next thing you know, that, that person's on to somewhere else. Right. And, and then you're just kind of like, oh, okay. And that's why, by the way, I am patient with the people that I get to do business with. Because I know that it takes them time as well to accept me when I've changed roles. Sure. Because they want to make sure that, you know, whatever I'm doing is going to stick. Sure. You can only go so far on the culture of personality. Yeah. I think, too, Nancy, on the positivity side of things, people have the tendency when they change roles to go, especially with people they're comfortable with, and they may dump on the previous company and, and how right. awful it was. And um, to me as a leader, I hear that. And I think, well, that's going to be me someday. Right. Um, what are they going to say about you when they leave? Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I, I feel like that's something that is, is sometimes hard to overcome. Sometimes you just, you know, you're friendly with somebody and you want to dish the dirt. You, you know, you're upset. But I, I feel like you need to hang on. Every, every experience in life has some sort of positivity that leads you to the next one. And your positive experience can be born out of something negative that happened to you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you might have had a job that wasn't your the, the best fit for you, but you're here now in the new position because you've learned that uh, that other position wasn't good. And um, I think that's the best way for people to handle that. Not necessarily. Do you get people? I'm sure you do in, in your position where, uh, they were one place yesterday and uh, they tell you all of the horrible things about that company that you still do business with today. You know what? I, I really try not to have those conversations. So, you know, I believe that um, we distinguish ourselves that, you know, everything, unless something's distinguished. And I, you know, I was just sharing this, you know, with some, with some of the ladies at ACW last week, that nothing's powerful unless it's distinguished. And as individuals, we distinguish ourselves through our conversations. So uh, there's only so much time in the day. There's only so much energy to be yeah. had. 
And so I prefer to have positive conversations, productive at least. Now, you know, there's certainly discussions that need to be have, had in certain scenarios where you're looking to improve something. But for the most part, if I've got somebody who wants to, you know, complain or condemn, you know, those three C's, you know, criticize, condemn, and complain. And I don't find those like as powerful <laughs> distinguishing conversations, okay? So I try to, um, and I have a choice once again, if I want to participate in those conversations or not. Right. So, you know, I generally will try to, you know, let those go. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. You know, I've been taught tools, you know, when somebody's complaining about something, I might just say, mm, you could be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a quick question. So being that we talked about all the four P's here, what and the three C's. And the three C's. <laughs> in for a bonus. <laughs> bonus there. Um, through your years, what do you see people struggle with the most out of the four P's? And what can they do to be better? Everybody's different. I think, I don't know how you feel about it, Bruce, but um, I, I see, and also there are times, you know, the times in their life can dictate different struggles, you sure. know? And I think that those, uh, as humans, I, I think that we all struggle with one of those three Ps at different points in our lives, depending on the circumstances. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know that anyone is more, you know, stands out more than the other. Although uh, I'm fortunate enough to hang out with a lot of really cool, passionate people. <laughs> I'm attracted to passionate people. Too. <laughs> energy, yeah, it's it's Good energy. <laughs> yes, yeah. So when I when so I, I guess there's you know a lot of folks out there that are dull. <laughs> But, you know, I don't hang out with them. <laughs> and maybe, like, to me, that would be the hardest thing to struggle with. If I can't get up in the morning and just be like, yay, God, life is good. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's a sad situation. <laughs> have, have you ever, and I'm sure, because this is all part of the Alliance of Channel Women uh, and what you do is, we talked last, uh, last show uh, with Ken Mercer. Uh, he talked a lot about mentorship and taking somebody as a protege, mm -hmm. whether you work, whether that person works for you or just taking leadership with somebody that you can grow. Um, have you had an experience like that or two or three or four where you just see somebody, you know, that may have all of the intangibles to get them where they need to go. And uh, you just take a liking and, and you work hard to get that person um, to their success destination? Oh, yeah, that's, that is, that I think, honestly, is a huge chunk of my purpose, to be honest. That's you know, so when, I, when I look at um, what is my purpose as an individual, you know, what, what I have boiled that down to, and I, I try to take a word once a year, and focus on a particular word, and it's so funny when you do that, it comes, it appears for you everywhere, right? right. Yeah. And uh, purpose was my word in, in 2019. And, you know, so I was looking at that word a lot. And for me, what it boiled down to was being of maximum service to my God and to people around me. I love it. That's my purpose. And Micah's a great example. I met her in 2019 through you, Bruce. You said, I want you to meet this woman that, you know, we brought on board here. And I think she's really amazing. And will you, you know, take her under your wing? And I was like, I'll do what I can, you know? And so, you know, we met in um, Philadelphia, fittingly enough, you know, at the Channel Partners show at the... Um, the Alliance of Channel Women event. That's the first time I met you, Micah. And we got to sit down together and she told me a little bit about herself. And, you know, and then I, we walked into the room and I introduced her to everybody that, you know, that, that, that walked along. I was just, she was just like right there beside me and she met everybody. And that was I was your little glue. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I didn't know anyone. 
And I was like, you should um, get on the committee like right now for events. And here are the ladies who are chairing it now. And now she's a board member. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, all the advice that you've given me and um, you, Michelle, you know, the ladies of ACW, I would give a big, big hug to, I wish we could, but. Marie was there that night too. Yeah. Look at me, you know, Bruce promoted me. I'm on the board for ACW on the board of channel partners on, you know, with exposure, the ACC committee there. So there's so many things that have happened based off your mentorship and leadership. So I thank you, Nancy, you, you, you're awesome. You're phenomenal. It's my heart's delight. And, you know, honestly, um, you know, I go back to like in one of my first leadership roles, I recruited um, so I needed someone to come on board. It was when I first uh, became a, an agent partner, the company I was working for, mm-hmm. and um, we were doing cost containment consulting. And I was introduced to the channel and I got into the channel and um, I needed to bring somebody in to support me and to take care of agents and, and partners. And I recruited a young woman who was working for Quest at the time. And um, she came over and she didn't know anything about the channel. And she has since become like a really, she's had a lifelong successful career as an independent agent. She ultimately, you know, left this company and became an independent agent for herself. And that's just, you know, that's just another, you know, example going way back. But it's the stories like that that make you feel like what you're doing every day is what you need to be doing, helping one. Yeah, and I, I got to be honest, you know, like I want big number sales. That's what I want every day, all the time. You know, I, my DNA is sales. And, you know, so I want sales all the time. And I have to remember that sometimes that, you know, today that wasn't my purpose. Today, I got to be a mentor. I love it. Yeah, I, I probably there's there's some mix. Um, I'm 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 jazzed by sales and and obviously it keeps me employed. But I I uh, I like to keep track of my coaching tree and to see where people have gone and developed. And to me, that's my scorecard. And um, you know, that's that's where I define my career. So uh, I think I think it's so important. Both are important. Um, you know the the revenue generation. Um, is important, but the other stuff, they all tie in together. And when you do that as a leader, especially uh, those people that you help, they'll find a way to come back and help you. That's the Zig Ziglar principle. So tying it all in a bow um, and Nancy, thank you so much because we've kept you for, uh, for quite a while and, and I don't want to keep you uh, very much longer, but um, tell us, uh, tell us about Ridge Innovative and what you're doing with that company. Uh, it's been a couple of years now. I can't believe it. Uh, so tell us um, some of the things that you've done and uh, give us a little bit about what's in your future. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and by the way, I just, I really uh, appreciate the opportunity to come and, and have this conversation with the two of you. And I hope that it has inspired somebody today. Um, and for Ridge Innovative, you know, I am very enthusiastic about that and where I've just been, kind of obsessed in a way (laughs) is with ecosystems. And, you know, I've always looked at the channel in a way as being an an ecosystem. And now that, that it's become a real thing in terms of technology and in terms of business strategy, it's even more fun. So I've been uh, really working to educate myself on all the various uh, software tools and strategies, business strategies, for actually developing and building ecosystems to help companies uh, grow and achieve results and and really utilize the alliances and the partnerships that they have. And that doesn't just go for, you know, certainly, you know, in the channel, although Ridge Innovative is working to help organizations with their channel programs. So I am engaged in that on a professional level. Um, I have been doing uh, some one-on-one coaching and I'm continuing to expand that part of my business, working with sales leaders. Um, And so that's one element of Ridge Innovative that I love and that is very near and dear to my heart and continues to grow. 
Um, but I also still love the technology. So I've been assembling a portfolio of companies that offer these, these software uh, ecosystem tools and taking those to enterprises to help them. You know, Accenture did a study in 2019 and they basically said ecosystems are the next frontier of digital transformation. And that organizations are going to find that, you know, their business, uh, the number was over 60% of enterprises are believing that their business model will be unrecognizable in five years. Wow. So, you know, so it is a huge shift and it's been accelerated by the pandemic. So more than ever now, we do need each other and we need to get there faster. So uh, I'm very much in the space of consulting. And of course, we need all of the, the great tools that Telesystem offers, you know, whether it's security solutions, bandwidth, um, SD-WAN, uh, you name it, you know, UCAS, CCAS, you've got to have that underlying foundation, first of all, in place. Uh, if you're an organization that's going to survive and thrive. And then on top of that, you know, layering on these additional strategies and software tools to help you expand your alliances. So I, you could get me talking about this for a while. Yeah, we're, we're, Where can we find you? Yeah. Can we find you on LinkedIn? Can we find you on LinkedIn? Absolutely. Please follow me there because I'm always trying to, uh, I have a podcast called Culture of Innovation. Okay, check it out. Where is yeah. it on Apple iTunes? It's on iTunes and it's on SoundCloud. And you can also find it on www.ridgeinnovative.com, Culture of Innovation. And there I'm interviewing uh, leaders who are really out there innovating in a lot of different ways. And this week's topic, by the way, is trust as a platform for innovation. Awesome. So I know you can relate to that one. Please. Yes, yeah. Well, that, that leads into everything else that we talked about. <laughs> you could keep building that pyramid and, uh, and, and show the lines and arrows. And uh, it, there's a lot of things that tie together. Awesome. Absolutely. So. Well, yeah, we, we are so happy to have you with us today, Nancy. And uh, everybody's got to make sure to check out Nancy's podcast as well. Um, I didn't know that. So I'm behind the times. I need to add it to my uh, I use stitcher so I'll add it to my my stitcher my stitcher uh favorites so well uh, you know, I might have to return the favor and have you come and be uh, a guest on the podcast in 2021 I'd love it I'd love it, <laughs> I'd love it. uh Nancy thank you so much thank you so much for being here today uh, best of luck to in your your endeavors with Ridge Innovative. I'm excited to see the continued growth. And, uh, you know, this isn't a telesystem commercial, but um, we're excited to keep working with you and building you success together. Thank All you. All right. Thank you so much. Back on the other side, right after you watch this telesystem commercial. In a world where businesses are striving to adapt, connect, and evolve, we're here to bring you more. More freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected, productive, and engaged. More flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple, more agile network. And more security for an evolving cyber landscape with around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support. It's time to explore more. All right, back here at Next Generation Leadership. Michael, what an awesome chat with Nancy Ridge. We probably could have talked for like three hours, but you know, these podcasts so, try to keep them to an hour or so. I know, it was so good. So much substance to the conversation. I always love chatting with Nancy. Yeah. I hope that um, whoever listened got a few little pointers that they can take with them. One of my favorite people in the industry. And uh, she uh, she's helped my wife a lot too. My wife was uh, in the channel Maybe she'll be in the channel again someday too. Right now she's focused on just being a mom. And uh, so, yeah, but- The best Nancy, job in the world. Yeah, yeah, the hardest job in the world. It is. So I'm glad that I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't have to balance what she does. You know, she's up at like 545, handling breakfast, you know, dealing with messy oatmeal. And there Aww. I am rolling out of bed at like quarter to eight, trying to get to my first <laughs> meeting in the basement. Uh, what do we got coming up next, uh, Nancy? What do we got coming up next, Micah, for all the 
people that follow us. And but thank you so much. We we had a, a rave reviews for the first episode. Uh, lots more people than we expected joined. So I'm looking at my microphone. I should be looking at the camera. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> thank you uh, so much. If you're watching on YouTube. So we have Tina Gravel from AppGate, who is the SVP and global channel of Alliance executive there. She is a author. She is a renowned public speaker. She is awesome. And I can't wait until we get her on the seat and start talking. She's got so much energy. You talk about passion. I remember there was an event, uh, Tech Connect, and it was put on by the Alliance Partners. And she presented, and uh, I think she won the award for the best presentation at, nice. at that event. Um, just a dynamic speaker. She's very fun, and I'm looking forward to to chatting with her. She has multiple awards, too, so she's a big powerhouse. She's a powerhouse. You'll get to go inside of her mind next time we get together, which is about two weeks. We try to give you this uh, about two weeks, every two weeks. So uh, not on a consistent day. Just make sure you subscribe and you'll get them when you get them. Okay. (laughs) All right. right. Uh, Thank you everybody for, uh, for listening to this episode of next generation leadership. Nancy Ridge was a fantastic guest and we'll come at you next time. I hope you learned something and I hope you get to grow from it because that's why we're here. For Michael Rosales-Peterson, I'm Bruce Wirt and uh, we'll talk to you next time. 